<laughs> All right, welcome to the Can We Kick a Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mike, along with Chuck. Yeah. What up, what up? <laughs> Did you know there will come a payday? <laughs> Dude, that was hilarious in that episode. Yeah, if you don't watch Righteous Gemstone, you should watch it just for the costumes and the singing. Just the singing alone keeps me coming back. It's so funny, yeah. But, yeah, welcome in, folks. We're we're talking about Righteous Gemstones. It just started back up. We're on episode three, but... uh, Season three up three? Yeah. um, Yeah. All good, Chuck? Everything going good? All good, man. Just living the dream every day. That's right, man. Yeah. Yeah, so... Silo, the bear, Righteous Gemstones, and Black Mirror. Yeah. yeah. Um, Silo's really finally heating back up. Yeah. Uh, season finale, as you said, is is this Friday, and, you know, it's finally cooking where she's... Juliet's kind of getting caught up in all of the secrecy and all of the, you know, the... She continues... Mystery of the silo. She continues to elude... Um, judicial. Somehow. And everybody that's looking for her. Even though she goes to the same places and people yeah. <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Um, She's gone to, like, the last eight locations of the entire show. It's like, yeah. gee, I think we could trace her steps back. But, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they close it. I think they're going to close it with her being sent out to clean. And it'll be a nice cliffhanger. Yeah, so if you don't watch Silo, watch it. But if you do, Mike, as Mike said, he thinks she's going to be sent out to Queen. I think she's going to find this door down past the water down in the water that was his name Greg or the George George, George. George uh, who was using her uh, but then fell in love with her and was killed and had all these secrets about the silo I think she's going to find the door and go out but the only question is like you know everybody goes out in these spacesuits, but are the spacesuits just like reality or fake? But, and I'd love to understand more about like the cleaning because it's such an interesting thing that people ask to go out and clean or they make them go out to clean or whatever. And basically, they go outside. And inside, it looks like a desolate place because they live in the silo because the earth is apparently inhabitable. But then they get outside and it looks green. And then they're like, Queening the window, like thinking, everybody look at this, it's green. But, or do they think that they think if they clean the window, it'll be green for everybody? Or, I mean, I think that's kind of the driver is it send out the clean and then they get, they get out there like, I'm not going to clean. And then they see the green in there and then they turn around and they go clean, like, look, look, it's pretty. Yeah, it's interesting how they presented it in the show. But is it different in the book? Like, do they go out clean and stuff in the book? Yeah, they do. Yeah, in the book, yeah. And they all have wound up the same way. As the as the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um I, I do think your point though about the her somehow getting to the basement, the bottom of the silo, yeah. and like going through that tunnel because George told her, like, hey, yeah. it's all fine. I honestly think well, I'm not gonna say that, but I, I could see her going somehow to the bottom of the silo and using that as like trying to get away from everything. Yeah. And then runs into something unexpected. I don't know. 
like a big spider, like in or that big that big <laughs> spider thing, like in uh, like in Mandalorian. Yeah, like in Mando. No, it's like uh, they drilled all the way to the center of the earth. It's uh, it's like a doorway to uh, to hell. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> journey to the center of the earth. That's part right. Two. Yeah. So it, I think it'll be a good one. I'm really excited to watch that um, Friday. Uh, but yeah, the bear is back on Hulu. Um, that's an FX Hulu mashup. Yeah. Um, so good. I've only watched the first episode. They're like rebuilding the restaurant, and yeah. it's just a shit show. Yeah. So the end of the bear season one. Again, spoiler if you haven't seen any of the bear. Uh, skip ahead a few minutes, but they, you know, um, he the main character comes home to take care of his brother's restaurant commit suicide work was John Bernthal yes great yeah it'd be nice if he was in there a little more would love to see some flashbacks um, yeah. anyway he takes over the restaurant starts trying to make it into like a real like he came from a New York like high end restaurant and all these like was like a three star chef or yeah Michelin chef. star chef yeah and he didn't get it he just maintained the star yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> He comes home, runs it, and then the business, there's all kinds of problems, and then at the end, they, like, find money in the wall, basically, and the season starts out. Now, they decide, hey, we're going to make this, like, into a nice restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, it's their, like, uncle's money that his brother took out a loan for, and then they go back to him for another loan. It's great. Uh, I like that they call him Carmi. I think that's pretty cool. Um, But, yeah, I I like the, because I had this thought when... Like, Carmi goes out of the basement because Cousin is down there, and he's having, yeah. like, this existential crisis about purpose yeah. and everything. Yeah. And it's like he had fun with his life but had no purpose. Yeah. And Carmi had purpose but with is no having fun. no fun. Yeah. And they're at this intersection together yeah. where they're like, how do we take it from here? And then, like, <laughs> his cousin is, like, taping up the Fenway poster. Yeah. And he's like, I'm busy taping this up. And he's like, purpose, Cousin. And he's yeah. like, understood. Yeah. And he, like, gets it down. Fucking love that. Yeah, I think you made a really great point in in that because it, it is a it's a show about family. It's a show about purpose, yeah. and I think we're gonna see a lot of like crossroads for characters and people this season because there are some things and I can't remember if they're in two or one, so I'm not gonna yeah, mention yeah. it in yeah. particular, but. Now you have people working in this Chicago beef restaurant that are now going to be expected to deliver culinary cuisine and art. So do they want to do that? Do they have the skills to do that? You know, and you're going to find people on the crossroads like of their journey. Yeah. And but it's real. I love like. The aesthetic of the show, it's so, like, fast-paced and yeah. up-tempo, and there's music. There's music constant, like... All the time. The entire yeah. episode of every show. Yeah. There's it's no great. breaks. It's not just, like, needle drops here and there, and then talking, and then mu- a needle drop, and it's a constant um, sound in I, the background. I love how, like, every episode is them running around trying to yeah. get stuff done. Yeah. And then I love how they, in the first episode, they, like, shut down the restaurant, and he's yeah. like, well... I'm going to go home. And then you just see him, like, sitting in his apartment, not doing anything. And it's like, oh, yeah, your purpose is to be oh, in a kitchen. Yeah, yeah, and at the end, they they all, at the end of the first one, they all, uh, him and uh, mom yeah. and uh, her sister, whatever. And yeah. then uh, 
his number two come, all come back, and yep. they're like, all right, we're going to do it in three months. Yeah, they, they finally build, like, a project, like, yeah. timeline. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah. But I liked it. She she asked what Tia, I can't remember the woman's name, but yeah. she asked her to be her sous chef yeah. in training, and I was like, oh, I, that was I a good started moment. crying when that was she huge. did <laughs> Yeah, I was like, oh, good moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. But can't wait to see how that develops. I want to take it slow because yeah. I'm an animal. I'll blow through it. That's why I started watching it yesterday, and I after I watched the first two, and I was about to keep going, I asked you, like, how many of you watched? Yeah. You said one, and I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to take this slow because, A, like, as the summer is going on, yeah. and, you know, I'm almost, that's why I haven't watched the last Black Mirror yet, and then, you know, we got, we got our other silos about the end, so I don't want to leave it with just the gemstones, and I'm not watching anything right. else at the moment, so. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to. Try to space out. I say that now, but by July 4th, I could have watched all the bears, so we'll see. I know, yeah. Uh, Jack Ryan's coming out in, like, two days. And Jackie oh, yeah. was like, we're going to take it slow, right? And I was like, fuck no. Because <laughs> all the episodes drop at the same time on Amazon. It's going to be tough. But, yeah. So then, um, Righteous Gemstones. This show just... It's a master class in comedy. We were talking about at the office today how... We couldn't stop laughing in the office. We just laughing. kept saying stuff from this third episode. I mean, we could say it from any yeah. any episode, but the genius with these guys, Danny Gord or um, Jody Hill, Danny McBride, and uh, David Gordon Green, yep, is they know their strengths and they know their formula to be successful, and they just do it. Over and over again with the same, with Danny McBride. Yeah. With the same kind of Walton Goggins, the same kind of group of people. And they rotate some people in and out. But whoever they bring in, like, instantly fits yeah. right in with the show. The writing is so good. They pick yeah. the right actors, and they just blend. It's amazing. Yeah, so, and... The the stuff that they get away with. Yeah. And it's... There's no questions asked. It's just so well done that it's... It's so funny. Yeah. It's so comedically, like, offensive, but so funny. Dude, it's like we were just joking about Dave Chappelle before we started recording for real. About how he did the R. Kelly music video. Everybody thought that shit was hilarious. And then that documentary came out, like, two years ago. And everybody was like, fuck R. Kelly. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it still lives in infamy that he did, like... <laughs> what yeah. Is on you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So funny that yeah, when it's when it's really funny and really well done, it somehow sticks. And Gemstones finds ways to make so much fun of shit. Yeah, that still sticks around. Well, and it's I mean it's when we were watching it, I was rewatching it and Blanca was watching it and she doesn't watch it because it's kind of it's one of those things where you have to set aside. I think we talked about this yeah. a little last week. You have to set aside religion and comedy. And kind of the shots they take at like this evangelistic style of sure. of religion, and so the opening scene of this episode with Baby Billy Freeman oh. singing at Zion's Landing Resort poolside with baby. a clam suit on poolside, yep, dude, look like Elvis, yeah, yeah. Blanca's laughing, and then she's like, "This is so wrong," <laughs> like, and I'm like, "Yeah, you just got to separate." Yeah. The comedy from uh, it's satire, right? I yeah. mean, it's all that's what satire is. It's making fun of something, yeah. um, or exaggerating on it, right? So they do a really good job of that, and just 
there this episode was was so funny and yeah. they're just kind of warring with their cousins who are the Montgomerys. The Montgomerys that they call like dirt people or they <laughs> Kelvin calls them something like that. But Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean we've got we've got a lot of things going on. It's even hard to talk about. Yeah, there's so much going on in this episode. Everything in this sure. episode. Yeah. But the cousins who escaped from the compound, they're... Could they get Ruby Ridge at this motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> they got Ruby Ridge! That's what <laughs> Danny McBride said it again in this episode. They're now living at the Gemstones compound, and Baby Billy's come back in town to yes. sell them on... Baby Billy Bible Bumper Bunkers, bunkers. Yeah. yeah. It was like Family Feud style. Uh, Uncle Baby Billy, show. you know, you're just selling us <laughs> church Family Feud, right? Yeah. Like, so fun. I walk around, I do a little entertaining, and maybe kiss, kiss, kiss the contestants. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I love that he showed up in that with like a his. To, well, we'll get to it, but anyways, yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's back. The Montgomerys are at the estate, like roaming around. And they come across the Redeemer monster truck, which is hilarious from the first episode. Yeah. Um, what else happens? They go to Cousins Night. Cousins Night. Uh, you ain't going to deprive your, co- your your baby cousin of cousinship now, will you? <laughs> yeah. This is adult cousin night, <laughs> uh, baby Uncle Baby Billy. <laughs> he's just a, he's just as much a cousin as you are. Yeah. <laughs> baby Lionel's eating dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cousins that was hilarious because they like started fighting and then what's his name? Oh my god, the fighting part is just started choking. Yeah, so yeah, is it Carl and Chuck? Something. Uh, I, I, don't know. I know Chuck because they call it, he says Chucky at one point. That was yeah. my nickname when I was young. But they're like, uh, they're doing the baby Billy uh, Bible bonkers. Oh my god! Like yeah. at the cousins night. And the baby Billy's walking around, and like, oh, and it's the, uh, a little what's the muscle? Uh, yeah, I don't know who we got here now. The little boy with the the pu- puppet muscles. Yeah, <laughs> you know me. I'm Kel- I'm Kelvin. I'm Kelvin. Uh, it's like, oh, Judy. She's a uh, or what? <laughs> she thinks she running the church, yeah. but she just running yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that cracked me up so bad. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, he gets to Queef, and he's like, you're not family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Keef has got his, like, fire light show. And, like, you were, like, you were talking about how, like, they even, like, it, filming it. Like, the yeah. baby's, like, watching the shit, like, dance, like, it, spin around. It's, uh, I mean, there's so many things, uh, you know, Keith, Keith, Queef, Kelvin's friend gets invited to Cousins Night, and he says... Ooh, well, maybe I'll bring the fire and the swords. <laughs> and you're like, what? And he brings this thing, and he's doing this big, like, fire dance, and everybody's, like, in amazement. And Kelvin's, like, rubbing his hands together, like, ooh. You know, yeah. they're like, uh... They're kind of hinting that something's... I mean, oh, it's... Yeah. For three seasons, they've been, like, best friends, but there's, like, some kind of... There's, like, almost gay, like, overtones to everything they're doing. For sure, And I think yeah. it's kind of, like, in the... You know, kind of the hidden thing in the church. You see people coming out later on, or they're hiding, you know, hiding that stuff because of religion. And then, um, and then, uh, yeah, as Mike was mentioned, like Baby Lionel, even they're panning to everybody's reaction. Even he's just like moving his head like he's watching. I'm like, how do they get like a three year old to do that as an actor, right? 
But the little details in the show is amazing. Um, Dude, yeah, their Lionel was like eating cigarette butts at one point. Yeah, that was they were in the <laughs> the hotel, right? Yeah. Is there, or, when he was pitching his oh yeah, pitching the, his Bible blockers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, she like, see y'all later. And she's like, Aunt Tiff, you forgot your baby. She yeah. goes, <laughs> Oh my God, Lionel. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Aunt Judy. Love yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we got um we got um we got uh Jesse's Fembot dropping off the system at oh, BJ God, and Judy's yeah, house. Every time I wanna say something disrespectful to my wife, I put a gem into the jar. <laughs> and it's all blue gems and like three pink ones. Yeah, and then yeah, and then like she says something else and he it cuts back to him and goes, I love my wife. <laughs> like <laughs> It's so brilliant. So funny, dude, how they write this stuff. It blows my mind. But I, I want to see more. We'll obviously see more, like, Steve Zahn yeah. be, from the compound and everything because he's not going in a way. Yeah. And then uh, Shea Wiggum as Dusty Daniels. I can't wait for We haven't seen shit. Dusty Daniels or um, Stephen Dorff's character. After he got his ass kicked. Uh, since the first episode. So, um, yeah, so with all, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, right? So kind of did that last season. You had Junior, you had um, Eric Andre's character and the Cycle Ninjas and all this. And then now we've got a bunch of characters, so we still we still haven't got to kind of the threat. The exa- There's multiple kind of small threats because going around so yeah uh at the uh cousin's night i like this one uh sipping cocktails while trading snarky jokes about their ill-bred kinfolk you'd think they were at a wamsgan soiree (laughs) 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 succession throwback folks um but yeah then they're like hanging out in the fish pond and they're like they know they're like fishing there right nothing but Fit in trout, trout. In, in trout slicks or something like that. I feel like I'm up in the zoo right now watching gorillas get washed. This <laughs> <laughs> writing is amazing. Holy smokes, what's Carl got cooking under his trunks? <laughs> so much air. Oh, dude, I, I gotta watch that episode again, but... Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, there's just so many quotes. Baby Billy just... You think you can ship me off to paradise? <laughs> Sipping pina coladas? Singing, singing by the pool. Hell no. So at the end of at the end of this episode, yeah, we have um everybody now the cousins getting along. Yep. Uh, Eli went to visit his sister where she was living at the church. May, may. He's helping them. He's helping her clean, and I think she'll come live with them or yep. whatever. Something's gonna. Happen. So everything is starting to go better even uh judy and bj they're hu- i love my like they're singing like oh and God, hugging yeah. and oh yeah the under the most understated line of the the show and she's like oh, bj you're a goddamn hero and he's like i'm no hero i'm an optometrist <laughs> we see everything <laughs> yeah, oh <my laughs> it's God, like dude. what yeah. i'm like his ass like his he, what <laughs> he's still got his ear bj still got his earring like <laughs> Yeah, from dude. the first season when him and Judy broke up or whatever. It's like, what? I love that they wrote him as an idiot, dude. It's so, like him getting hit with that Chinese throwing star and uh, like everything yeah. about him is hilarious. 
Or he gets shot in the leg at the end of that season, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, even, even the painting behind their wall, like, in their, over their fireplace, is, like, two nudes. Oh, yeah, oh my amazing. God, dude. But, yeah, the, the last season, the finale, right? And they're, like, the gemstones are all talking to Eric Andre and his wife. And they're all, like, and he doesn't do anything. And he <laughs> shoots him in the leg. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, man. And then, uh, what? We, we watched Black Mirror just dropped all of its five episodes, which I wish there were more episodes. Yeah. But I, I, I get the budget is limited for the most part. Yeah. But you uh, watched the f- first through the fourth episode. Yes. And I watched the first and the third one. Dude, the first one was bangers. First one was amazing. Like, I think that was perfect to put it number one because that's like... Now I remember why I love Black Mirror so much. Yeah. And I'm so freaking glad that it came back after multiple years of being away. And you can just step right in and just get right back to it doesn't miss a step. It's still true to, like, it's kind of Black Mirror-ness, right? Yeah. It's it's sci-fi, thriller, horror, anthology all mixed into one. Yeah. Um, what's the first one called? Jane is awful. Jane is awful. Yeah, so yeah. First one is Jane is awful. Yeah, and it's basically about Jane. Yeah, played and, by uh, she was in Shit's Creek. I can't remember her name, but yes, uh, Annie Murphy. Yeah, yeah. She's like the main character, and she has like this shit day at work. She f- fires somebody. Like, she accidentally, like, hits her with her, like, e-cigarette, yeah. which she doesn't go after, which is hilarious. But, um, like, all of these... Ba- oh, and then she, like, is texting with an ex-boyfriend yeah. and all that stuff. And then she gets home to her, like, bland boyfriend. Yeah. And they, like, sit down to watch something after dinner, which I love that it's Streamberry. Hilarious. Yeah. I wonder if that was, like, an original name for Netflix. They were like, let's call it Streamberry. Well, the funny thing is, in this episode, too, is... This universe also exists where there's a Streamberry and a Netflix. Yeah. Even though Streamberry does a tatung, yeah, and it has the same thing instead of an N, it has the S, and yeah. then Streamberry. It's the exact same. They're also like, there's another part. Either I don't. It may not have been this episode, but another episode of this season. There's Netflix in it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. It's like, but that was kind of interesting uh, to see. But yeah. Anyway, she gets home. They're starting to watch something on Streamberry. Yeah. It's a show called Jane is Awful. Yeah. And it's her picture. And he's like, oh, I want to watch that. And Is that so Hayek? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah she's yeah, got, like, the white streaks in her hair and the same pantsuit and everything. Yeah. And, uh, Joan. It's Joan is Awful. Joan is Joan Awful, is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What did we say? Uh, Jane. Oh, yeah, um, Jane. Jane. Yeah, so awful. they start watching it. And it's literally, like her entire day at the office of like firing this chick and like dealing with her secretary, her like executive assistant and then like throwing the e-cigarette at her like fired employee. Seeing the, the text of the ex-boyfriend, which, you know, he's watching a show, they're watching a show and he, she wants to turn it off. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, he basically leaves and then, yeah, cause she met up with the ex yeah. And they kissed, and she's like, oh, I can't do this. But in the show, they're, like, full-on making out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he leaves, and it's everything is, like, shot for shot almost exactly, which so funny that Selma Hayek was like, yeah, I'll do this. Well, and then you find out that 
I mean, that's the thing. It's the whole beauty of this. Like, because at first you're just like, oh, I could see this happening. Yeah. You know, there's CCTVs, there's whatever. Your phone. Your phone yeah. on you. Everything. Maybe not like by that night. No. But no. you could put together something in a couple yeah. of days of someone, a snippet of someone's life. Right. Yeah. With so, a little bit of dramatic licensing for sure. Yeah. yeah. So that's that was like, you're like, oh, wow. And then you get, you know, now uh, Joan keeps doing most awful stuff, goes into a church and shits in the middle of a wedding. She eats like six hamburgers and then drinks like X-Lax. Yeah. And then just rips it in the middle of this church, fucking up a wedding. Yeah. And then like Selma Hayek. That was like, I'm not doing That was her last straw, right? Selma Hayek who plays Joan in the Streamberry thing. And then... She's like, the lawyer's like, oh, you can't do anything about it. And and then Joan or Selma Hayek goes to Joan's house. Yeah, Selma Hayek can't do anything because she licensed away her digital likeness yeah. for Streamberry to use however they see fit. Because it's even, not even it's not even Selma Hayek. No. It's her digital license, it's but Selma digital Hayek. Digital likeness, yeah. yeah. And then... Like, Joan can't get out of it because she agreed to the TNCs, which he signed over Streamberry, which yeah. was just knocking of uh, South Park in the human centipede. Yeah. <laughs> which was fucking hilarious. You don't read the terms and conditions? <laughs> yeah. No, who has the time? Yeah. yeah. Um, so good. But yeah, and so somehow he gets fed up. She's done with it. So she winds up going to Joan's house. And she, <laughs> Joan is like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I made you shit in a church. Yeah. <laughs> So then they team up. They're going to go to Streamberry and try Confront to... Confront the CEO. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Selma Hayek, they're like... She gets basically to get through the the gate, the yep. doors, because she's Selma Hayek, so... Is there a private bathroom? Because every time yeah. I go to the bathroom, people think I'm just destroying it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and somehow they get up to the CEO. Like, she lets her in, and then they get up to the CEO office. Yeah, no badge swiping whatsoever. Yeah. And then, boom, mind blown. Yeah. Like. There's a quanti- quantum computer doing all of this shit. They call it something, but yeah, yeah. it's a quant, they call it quant. Yeah. Quant, quant, a quamputer. Is that what they, yeah. yeah. So, something like or quamputer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a quantum computer. Both Mike and I had like flashbacks to devs. Yes. And it's like, because there you have, watch devs, but it's a whole story about like, the quantum computing and multi is it multiversal? Yeah, he's yeah. Ron Swanson's character, Nick Offerman's character, is doesn't want to use or believe in the multiverse theory, but in order to like the quantum computer to get it, his team or the devs team uses a multiverse, yeah. and it, so it's it's kind of like you see this quantum computer, and it's basically what it's showing is like it's got. You know, they basically did a whole bunch of so-and-so is awful and so-and-so is happy. Yeah, tailored and, content. Yeah. yeah. And, but the so-and-so is awful was, like, the one that people wanted to see, right? Yeah, or the they, negativity sucks you back yeah, in to where yeah. you keep watching. Whereas if it's awesome, you don't want to keep watching because yeah, life's not always that awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, they tailored to all these people, and they're like, we're going to roll it out. And it's like, this is awful, this is awful. Yeah, yeah all these people, and then that uh, journalist did it and uh, loved the ending. Yeah. Where and she, like, they, like, are going to try to, like, break the quantum computer. Yeah. 
and uh, uh, has got like that axe or something like that. She's locked in there. Yeah. And uh, then it turns out that like, oh yeah, who's Michael Sarah's working like the computer desk? I forgot all about that. Yeah, <laughs> that was I like <laughs> shouted when it popped in there. It was so funny. But there, yeah, it's basically like we're not real. Yeah, multiversal reality. Yeah, yeah, they're. F- uh, fictive level one, as Michael Sarah's character said, yeah. and how Annie Murphy was playing an alternate reality version of Joan. Yeah, and, and then some Hayek was playing the, the version of... Fictive level yeah. two of, yeah. of Joan, yeah. and then Kate Blanchett was playing yes. the fictive level yes. three version. Yeah. I love how they stacked it like that. That was so good. Yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, she was like, uh, she was like, I have to break it because if I'm here, that means Joan's here. And yeah. then she, like, breaks it, and you see, like, what Joan actually looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And Joan getting walked out, and then Joan, like, start working at a coffee shop. Yeah, she shop gets handcuffed, and, and, like, Annie Murphy's just giving a statement to the police, not getting handcuffed at all. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. funny, yeah. But, yeah, they, they both wind up on house arrest, and she, like, started her own coffee shop yeah. and all this shit, yeah. I thought that was... Oh, and then she cut, Annie Murphy comes in and visits her, and yeah. they They're develop like yeah. yeah. Such a good episode. But, it, I mean, that's the... Every... There's never been an episode of Black Mirror, even the one we're going to talk about next, yeah. where I thought this couldn't be real life. Like, oh, yeah. we're not far away. Yeah, yeah. And we're not that far off. No. Yeah. I mean, every Black Mirror, I mean, even that, even like going back to, I think, the first season when they had kind of like the social credits, you know, I mean, that was very oh, social yeah, media. Dude, yeah. I mean, that's like reality. Or even uh, the one where they're like living and they're like having to like ride their bikes. And they're like watching like the content and the, on their like TV screen. Yeah. And then he winds up having his own show about yeah. like killing himself and shit like yeah. that. That's a crazy concept. Yeah. Not that far off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, every episode. I mean, that's. I just I wish there was more. Yeah. Because it's it's such a cool concept and it's just taking little little bits of society yeah. and little bits of what's going on. So we're happy it's back, and yeah. then um, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll talk about episode three beyond the sea yeah so good so last one we want to talk about is yep. episode three of black mirror called beyond the sea yep and the music and i didn't realize this till the second time i watch it but the music they play at the beginning and the end beyond the sea yeah somewhere like i'm not singing it well but it it's like the opening and closing theme music is yeah with the spaceship floating around is I don't know if the song's called Beyond the Sea, but it's... Uh, Might be, yeah. Yeah. Good episode. It's these astronauts that are, like, on a six-year mission. Yeah. I, you don't know where exactly. Yeah. But they're two years into the six years, and they've been given, like, replicas back on Earth to allow them to interact with their family during, like, sleep time or on the weekend or some shit. Yeah, it seems like they spend... A certain amount of time at home. We don't know the defined time. Yeah. But whenever they're not in space doing their routine, they're in their, like, physical exercises or making repairs or monitoring, whatever, right? But I think I think what it is is... I don't... It seems like one person is home and one person is... Up there monitoring stuff. I, it's got to be, yeah. 
But it almost it seemed like at almost some point they were that's, both. That's where I get a, so this episode, while almost brilliant, has a lot of flaws or like a lot of questions. Yeah, the timeline is not very because I didn't linear. even think about that part till just now. Yeah, but you know, basically, as Mike explained, these astronauts has replicas on Earth that are. Not human, but look like them. But somehow their consciousness gets uploaded into this replica. Somehow from space. From space to spend time like at home with their family while they're in outer space. Yeah, which is a cool concept. Really cool concept. My first problem with that is why not have the replicas in space? Totally thought of and that. I kid you not, the same thing. They have the conscious uploaded from Earth into space. I was, I was showering this morning and I go, why not just send the robots to space? Yeah, that was my first. Uh, like I get, I guess it's a human experiment to see how long somebody maybe like we don't well, know what their we don't know their mission. Yeah, right? their mission, right? Yeah, like yeah. are they? There are two years into their six-year yeah. mission. So there's four years left. So is are they getting to Mars in like half a year, and they're spending a half a year on Mars and then coming home? Like, I mean, we don't know the mission, so it's kind of like it. It's hard to judge that because we don't know what the mission is. Yeah, but I thought the same thing. Send the robots. I don't understand why you have to put two people out a million miles. Yeah, in space to just have two robots robots at home when. They're expendable. <laughs> and then, of course, how to get the conscious from space into the replicas. For real. When there's a time delay <laughs> for yeah. just communicating. Yeah. And this is based in 1969, people. We forgot to mention that part. Yeah. It's basically during the Apollo era. It's like post-moon yeah. landing. And Aaron Paul's character, Cliff, is like some 1800s farmer. Yeah, I think he's loosely supposed to be based on like uh, Neil Armstrong. Reserved, very conservative, buttoned up. Whereas, like, Josh Hartnett's character was much more, like, open to the spotlight. Because, yeah. like, while he's, a, like, in the robot, like, his yeah. subconscious or whatever's in the robot, they're, like, out of the movies. And somebody's like, oh, my God, can I, like, touch your arm? Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then he, like, goes on and his wife is like, hey, like, we got to go. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's. It's such just like the other. It's such a cool concept. I yeah. mean, both you and I are big sci-fi fans. Yeah. So there's some other elements in the show that, you know, kind of relate to some of the books that I've talked about. Um, and there's a lot of Easter eggs with other books that are sci-fi classics that now I want to read. Yeah. So that was really cool about this episode as well. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, so, like, uh, Aaron Paul's character moved his family to a farm. Yeah. We don't know where. Yeah. Probably Kansas or something. They didn't really explain it that well. Yeah. Um, and, like, Josh Hartnett's character stayed in the city. Maybe it's Houston. Maybe it's... We don't, we don't really know. Yeah. Uh, just saying that for the space program. Yeah. Um, and then, like, he, like, in his robot form, like, wakes up one night or something, and there's somebody in his well, house. First, but even before that, when they yeah. get up from the movies and the kids go to bed, there's... And this is kind of like... I rewatched the beginning a couple times because I... Like you, I started watching it and I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. And then they got a certain part. I'm like, it's okay, a slow I mean, one for sure. Yeah. It's an hour and twenty minutes. It's slow. It's long. It's long, but it's it's still really good. It yeah. could be about twenty minutes. Yeah, probably it's a movie. Shorter. Yeah. You could have pitched that as a movie and yeah. 
You probably would have got it on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could be a com- just completely separate entity with a movie. Yeah. Um, but there's a really long, drawn-out sex scene, but it's really, I mean, it's like a foreplay oh, scene. Oh, yeah. Right, bef- yeah. before they go to bed. Josh Arden and his lady, yeah. Yeah, and then it leads into he wakes up, there's people in his house, it's Rory Culkin uh, as a cult leader, and there's Beta and Epsilon. Gemini. And, and, like, yeah, whatever they are. All these, all these different names for the members of the cult and it's a it's very kind of even even his wife looks like Sharon Tate it's very oh that's um, a good catch I didn't pick Charles Manson-esque right and the Sharon Tate and the other uh, the the murders there that happened at the uh the house I forget the guy's name in that involved uh in Hollywood yeah it was Polanski's old house but I don't remember the guy that Sharon Tate was with yeah yeah so um in that you know, they ask him like, "It was like you're an abomination," yeah. and they're like, "Want to see you bleed or what it looks like?" And the lady's like, "The lady Coleman's like, do you have a cock?" Yeah, and I'm like, "That makes more sense now. Like, does he have a functional, you know, piece? Since they just did like the kind of right, like, is he packing a real wrench? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure." They buy us rent at Harbor Freight or a depot. <laughs> Sorry. It's NASA. It's Harbor Freight. <laughs> but it's Harbor Freight rent that costs $7,000. Of course, yeah. Imported from China. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they think he's like an abomination. Like, yeah. it's out of this natural order that he's up in space, but this robot is living his life. Yeah. Sleeping with his wife, sharing his bed. And, they're yeah, very Manson-like and... I, you could also toss in a little, like, Ted Kaczynski with, like, anti-technology stuff, yeah, which is yeah. amazing um, how they've mashed it up that way. But, yeah, they, like, wind up, like, cutting his arm off. Yeah. And it's, like, oil and yeah. some kind of goo the, we don't know. Still, yeah. Like, the, yeah, it's, like, moving. flicking yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, they knock him out with a hammer. Cool. And he wakes up on the ship and then scrambles to go back in... Um, Back in in the Earth life, and he's tied up on the couch, and they've got uh, the wife and kids out there, and you know Rory Culkin's questioning like, are all you guys fake or and no they're like no we're humans and yeah look yeah my but, hand is bleeding like yeah. it's blood like but then like he's like well it doesn't matter you guys support this abomination yeah. or you're contribute share your bed with this thing yeah Yeah. and then so they end up killing everybody and basically burning josh hartnett's body on earth yeah his robot so now he's stuck for four years for four years without he has no family but he's he can't go back to earth in his subconscious um yeah they can't get him another replica yeah yeah take too long or whatever but like how long did it take to build those replicas like, they didn't say. They said before they left for space. They couldn't get him like a, a tin can. Up. Clearly, because like, yeah, you tell me you don't have a sp- you don't have a spare lying around. Yeah. Like, you just developed these two specifically for there. There's no backup in case something happened. Like, yeah, because if you're living like a, I mean, you would think that they would do a risk assessment. And there would be like, hey, someone may murder this robot, or they like, hey, they know it's a robot. Like, we're gonna screw around with it. Yep. They didn't build backup copies or even just like. Like just non, 
like just generic versions that yeah. they could send his again conscious back in, so he can like even if he's just out in the woods. Again, maybe that's what a Bigfoot in is. Space, not. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what Bigfoot is. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a spaceman subconscious in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it said, "I'm gonna pick at some of the things a little bit, but it was sure. I really loved the episode. So yeah. it's not it, but it's just you know, sci-fi stuff makes you question different things. Yeah, but you know, he, now he's up there, he can't basically go home, and. You know, Cliff, Aaron Paul's character, goes and tries to comfort him, but, you know, he's obviously in shock. And then it leads to a discussion with his wife, Kate Mara, like, what if we let him spend, like... Or, no, because he drew, or what was it, he, uh... They just wanted to let him, like, take a walk in the woods. Yeah, and so he went... Grieve. And kind of and cried when I by the tree. She it's very Kate Mara plays an interesting person in this case because you know when he's there for the hour the first time they're walking through the woods they go out to like some old tree she likes to sit by and he's he's crying and she like hugs him she and, comforts him and, like you she yeah. would her husband yeah if her actual husband cried I'm gonna bet he doesn't oh he's never cried no absolutely not he doesn't even have tear ducts he had them removed no yeah. yeah. And uh, so, you know, even when when he gets back and Aaron Paul then goes home for the weekend or whatever, and she's at, he's asking her how it was, and he's like, well, he wept like a child, and he's like, what did you do? And he's like, nothing. Or she's like, nothing. You know, she's immediately, immediately very coy with the whole situation, yeah. which leads me to think some of the other stuff, like, we don't know everything. It's a good point. That happens later it's on. It's a good point. Because... Then it leads to them kind of like, okay, you know, he goes back and he paints or he draws their house from memory. Yeah. And so Aaron Paul is like, wow, you're good. Like, he's like, I want to go and paint. And he's like, okay, well, let me talk we'll to get the you wife. Some supplies but and, yeah. What you can spend, they end up like, they agree that he can spend an hour in his bodysuit. As soon as, like, they suggested that, he's like, maybe. I was like, no, like, yeah, I knew what was going to happen, man. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very it's predictable what happens, but it's still it's fantastic. still great. Yeah, it's still great. And so yeah, so you he starts going back I down. Had, I had a different theory of how it was going to end. Yeah, but the closer it got to the ending, I knew what was going to happen. But yeah, I figured. Yeah, I mean, I figured that they were going to fall in love, and then, um, you know, some he was going to continue to come back down, like. Or they wouldn't. He would pretend to be Aaron Paul's. That's what I yeah, thought. Like, yeah, he would he learn would, his mannerisms. Yeah, and then, that's what I thought. Yeah. He would kill Aaron Paul, and then he would just keep coming back. But the thing is, they need two people off of the ship, so exactly, they couldn't yeah. have killed him. Once they said that, I was like, "Damn, that's out." Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. But, that, but yeah, so he keeps coming back. He draws the house. He takes her into town because he needs linseed oil. Yeah. Whatever like, kind of oil she Weston oil wouldn't work. Yeah. And then, like, he buys her a book, and, like, they start having, like, they start basically courting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very taboo, and he knows he shouldn't be doing it, but they both want it. They both want it. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately, it ends up kind of being a story about, like, one 
one guy who has a husband and father was attentive yeah. and caring about yeah. his wife and his children, and then that's just Hartness' character. And the other guy, Aaron Paul, who plays every character like Aaron Paul as yeah. a brooding, non-emotional, yeah. like... Closed off. He doesn't even... You, he never touches his wife the entire time. Yeah, no, he and doesn't. Josh Hartnett's character is, like, holding her hand. They're, like, doing, like, Intimate you know, and all that shit, yeah. The intimate stuff. And and then the only thing with Aaron Paul and his kid is basically says later, like, I beat the shit out of him, you know? <laughs> like yeah. You tell, like, okay, I can see why the wife would be intrigued with this nicer guy and her husband. It's like the suit. ultimate version of her husband that yes, she never that, had. That he's she he's wants. caring and he's into what she's into. Yeah. Recommends books, paints her yeah. into his painting, all the shit that Aaron Paul Aaron Paul would not do. Yeah. And Josh Hartnett did for his wife. He's artistic, he's yeah. emotional, he's open. Yeah. yeah. It's such a great contrast. Yeah. And then it just slowly starts to where like Josh Hartnett starts to like bleed into it. Yeah. And then falling in love with her. Yeah. And like makes a pass at her and then she kind of you know coyly resists and then he yeah, follows well, into the house she thinks in her mind she's seeing like somebody else yeah and then the second like she turns around and looks at him to kiss him she like freaks out yeah she's like whoa whoa it's my husband like yeah, yeah. such a great imagery with that and then he tries to go further and then she yeah get out yeah yeah it's time for you to go um yeah beats his beats Aaron Paul's kid over Roni is painting. Um, and then, yeah, like, while he's there, Aaron Paul, like, goes and looks in his room because he's waiting for, like, him to finish up with his, yeah. like, link time and, like, finds, like, all his paintings and then yeah. there's, like, nudes. Yeah, new drawings. And that, and then you start to... Because he told Aaron Paul that he can draw from memory. It's Yeah, if I see it, it's yeah. very vivid in my yeah. head. Yeah. And so, like, he has these new drawings of her in different poses. So, I mean, that's where, like, you know, even when he goes and confronts, goes back into his body and confronts her about it, it's like, did he ever touch you? No. Did he ever, like, so we don't know if she does. We know she's lying to him. She she denied everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you could imagine, you know, her being like, I want to paint you, like, you know, uh, I'm sure there's probably paintings on Earth of him, oh yeah him painting her like that, and yeah. then he goes back and draws it. Um. So yeah, then it leads to Aaron Paul come back and confronting Josh Hartnett on the ship, and basically Josh Hartnett's like, you know, let me go and apologize. I apologize to you. Yeah. Let me say goodbye to her and apologize. And that we'd say Aaron Paul saying, like, she's mine. You'll she's, never... she's she's disgusted by the thought yeah. of you returning. It one it makes her want to vomit and all this shit. Like really yeah. going after the guy's like heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think it I mean Josh Hartnett, you know, after first acting a little coy about everything, yeah. says basically like, You don't appreciate you, yeah. her, you don't know what you have. I had what you I had, had and I appreciated it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's gone. Yeah. And so when when Aaron Paul confronts him, you're like, shit's fucked up. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. you know what's gonna happen yeah. now. And then, you know, Aaron Paul's home, and he gets a, a one of the alerts on his watch. Yeah. So 
Like it's funny how like they get the alert and he immediately goes back to to the chair and I'm guessing it's probably besides being protocol like he doesn't go like oh I'm in the bathroom let me like finish or I'm out in the you know he weaves his son out in the woods yeah he's like playing yeah they're fishing yeah and he gets a like, gotta go buddy gotta go yeah. and then the kids are staying there like how do I get home yeah um. But, you know, he gets that last dist- uh, thing to come back, and he immediately goes back, even though the guy's, like, you, you know, knew. trying to screw his wife. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, we got to cool it. And then I, you know what made me kind of realize, I mean, I kind of knew what was happening, but then he had shaved his beard. Yeah. And he, you know, because he all, like, disgruntled. Dis- yeah. Uh, he stopped taking care of himself. Yeah. Disgruntled and, and disheveled. He, and- he came back, and it was beard, and he was like... All right, now I'm. I've got a purpose, or I, I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And gets Aaron, uh, Aaron Paul to go outside because there's a problem with the coolant, but there's not. And then he kind of locks him out for a second. <laughs> Where were you? Yeah, he come, a bathroom. Because again, you know, because they they do this elaborate thing where Josh Hartnett holds a tray, takes his watch, watch takes his dog tag thing out. Yeah. The other thing, and then when he comes back to give it to him, the dog tag thing's on the tray. He's like pulls it out of his pocket and just like what like, did you do just fucking salt bait it back yeah. onto the tray <laughs> <laughs> and then he like what did you do and runs and does like the coolest little jump sideways lay yeah, down into pretty- the thing yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and he gets there and you the first image you see him in his chair with blood on him and yeah you're like, i saw the little spatters on his hand and i was like oh they're dead <laughs> yeah and then and then like He's walking, and Blanc is like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Blood on the wall. Blood on the wall. Yeah. Like every, She just wouldn't stop saying it, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, because I had seen it already. This That was my second. I'm like, yeah. I just grinned. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes down. So you never see the vision, but, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, then it had, like, kind of a little Twilight Zone effect yeah. kind of thing. You know, he... He's laying down on the, the blood. Floor. He's laying down in the Poor room, is spinning. Yeah. You know, he's around. crying his eyes out. First time he's ever cried. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he goes back. Josh Hartnett's sitting at the table. Oh. He's got a smile. He's smiling. And Content. Like, yeah. Aaron Paul's crying and like, and then, boom, kicks the chair out and it's like, join me. Take a seat, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And then all you the then you see here the Beyond the Sea play and the spaceship spaceship floating away right drifts off into space so if you were to guess what happened so we we had a conversation before the show about what the ending meant so like all three of like me blanca and mike all kind of had a different interpretation of my initial thought with josh hartner's character is like aaron paul doesn't appreciate his wife i appreciate my wife and i got taken away from me Oh and yeah. I'm going to I'm going to show him how it feels and I'm going to take away that you know that joy from him because um he's kind of a dick and doesn't appreciate. Yeah. Blanca saw it as like hey now I'm in control or Josh Hartnett is like it's a power play for him that he can now he has Neither of them have anything on Earth to go back to, so now they can split time in the body, right? Just be his 
just do whatever, right? Devious as you want, yeah. Even if they're not going to be devious, yeah. even if it's just to go home, yeah. to get out of the, you know, yeah. relieve themselves from space. Now, yeah. I think kind of her thing is like, or, uh, you know, come sit down. Let's let's fucking plan out our schedule. Let's, let's figure this out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's plan out how we're going to divide your body. Because you think you, like your immediate reaction is, I'm going to kill this motherfucker, right? And, and that's the other thing. Does we see the spatial floating away? But did Aaron Paul kill Josh Hartnett, or and then now the mission's screwed because yeah, you need... he's going to die in space. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a two-man mission. It requires two people. Let's only put two people in there. Let's not put a third in rotation. Another, another flaw, like to the logic, yeah. right? I mean, NASA have, would never make a ship be required to have two people. You, you would do a double redundancy. You would yeah. have four people exactly. So the hippies mm-hmm. uh, for the good of the natural order, which I like. That was uh, Rory Culkin's quote in the newspaper. Yeah, right underneath the the family. Yeah, yeah. His mug <laughs> shot with his quote is right underneath the family <laughs> murdered on the front page of the news. Um, you think they got? You think they got charged with four murders or three murders? <laughs> Do robot lives matter? Not back then. Not back then. No. No. So yeah, I mean, I was wondering because like they showed like the four photos. On the newspaper. Yeah. And then when it was at the funeral, when she got to watch from, like, on TV. Yeah, three graves. There was three graves and three photos, and I was like, well, he technically got murdered, too. Is that four counts of homicide, or is that just three? So, yeah, we went off on a little tangent there at the end, but um, why don't you, uh, anything else to add? No, I got nothing else, man. Uh, Appreciate everybody for kicking it with us this week, and, uh, you know, check out the pod on all the podcast platforms. Tell your friends about it. Website, kickitmedia.com. You know, uh, Instagram at Can We Kick a Pod, email Can We Kick a Pod One at gmail.com. You know, uh, tune in next week. Silo, The Bear, Righteous Gemstones. We got a lot of stuff coming. Jack Ryan's coming. That's this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tune in. And uh, as a cousin likes to always say, Cousin. Mahalo.